Happy Easter. How good. The Dead Set Legends rocking and rolling ready for another Saturday edition. Tom Rockliffe, the former skipper of the Brisbane Lions, is here. Rocky, hello, brother. Good morning. Good morning, Adelaide. Yes, up and about Easter. All the Easter bunnies about to come. My kids are super excited to uh, do a little hunt in the morning. Really looking forward to that. And, and Dad... Daddy will uh, probably tuck into him more so than the kids, I yep. would have thought, Tombo. Nothing sure, I'd say. There's, uh, Yeah, you can put your buddy house on that. Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. Represented Australia in three different formats in cricket. You good? I'm great. <laughs> Easter, how good's this? We had a bit of a shindig with the family yesterday on Good Friday. There were plenty of eggs getting around. I filled my boot. Don't worry about that. And uh, I was going to say... Uh, Rocky's going to be the most excited man in the Rockliffe household, I would have thought. It's a great (laughs) time of year, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. And we've got a big show, boys, because there's been a whole heap of stuff happening throughout the week. And, uh, well, the rush hours had a crack at one man only, Fergus, and we're not happy about it. No, we're filthy, Mm. actually. And uh, we've cleared some airspace for him, too, today. (laughs) Big Tommy Rockliffe's going to come off the long run and be pushing off the sight screen, and he's going to let them know exactly what he thinks about him. He's got one man in sights, and here's a little snippet. Get off the golf course and start becoming a father, Greg. Oh my God. This- He's had a real crack at Bluey, so that whole thing is going to play out just before 9.30. But I'm going to say that's sort of the tip of the iceberg where this sort of rant goes, Fergus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I've heard it. I've got nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm giving myself plenty of space from it as well because it is one of the great rants and you do not want to miss it, family, because he comes off the long run. He's off the top turnbuckle, dropping a leg on him. It's going to be great listening. Get around it. Also, really looking forward. That That's going to be a massive segment, but the footy... The footy as well today. The Adelaide Crows, they were, they were impressive in the showdown last week. I know I gave them no chance and uh, the supporters weren't too happy out there, the Adelaide Crows oh, wow. supporters last week. But they get a good opportunity against Fremantle who are just going at the moment. So a good chance to kickstart their season. And then Port Adelaide tonight, we need a response for them. Uh, they've been really disappointed, particularly around that contested footy and it doesn't get any easier against the Sydney Swans up there in Sydney. Hey, we, uh, speaking of the, the Crows as well, Nathan Van Burlow, the assistant yes. coach, is going to join us as well just after 11 o'clock. And before 11 as well, Billy Brownless is going to jump oh, on the show. Oh, yeah, good. I'll tell you what, what a man. He's had a great uh, great track record on this show, uh, inability to spell words, yep. and probably not quite getting his stories right at times, but, geez, he's good fun. So we're looking forward to getting him on air. A photo has come across my phone of Bins <laughs> from last night, yep. and I, he might have even crept into this morning. He's in a Geelong signed yep. Premiership Guernsey with about 15 bourbons under the belt. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> I thought we were going to keep that under wraps, but he did not look healthy, did he, Big? bins rock he, he was looking unhealthy oh he was no good he was up in Yarrawonga he was doing a sporty and he's pulled out all the same stories from all reports and <laughs> made a complete mess of himself yet again oh god we're gonna get the footy uh, review of last night seems though the, the bubble has burst down at North Melbourne we get all yeah. of that out of Rocky next here at the Dead Set Legends Triple M 13 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide, the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom, we're going to catch up with Jay-Z Clark just before 10 o'clock as well. He's got the latest on the Jack Crisp situation. There's a siren. Carlton remain undefeated in season 2023. They had a draw in round one. They're on top of the live ladder as it sits. 16-11-107 Carlton defeat North Melbourne on Good Friday footy, 11-18-84. Carlton too good in the end, Rock? Yeah, they were. It was a good game of footy up until halftime. And then uh, Carlton just flexed their muscles a little bit at the in the third quarter and the start of last and then checked out with uh, 
about 15 minutes to go, and, and they'll be disappointed with how that game finished. I think North Melbourne kicked the last four or five. Could have been a, a massive win for them and percentage booster. And we know how close it was for them last year to play finals. So I'm sure Vossi will review that and, and make sure that they stay on. But but they're in really good form at the moment, Carlton. As uh, Luke Darcy just said there, and they haven't been beaten this season. Sit on top of the ladder. So that they've set their season up really well. They've got the Adelaide Crows next Thursday night, which will be a, a massive game for Adelaide to kickstart the gather round. And they're probably going, well, they certainly go in favourites. And the thing that's going to hurt the Crows, they're going to be coming off a five-day turnaround. So mm-hmm. it's they're going to be just all about recovery this week after they play this afternoon. Are we convinced? Or it, it seems like they're just sort of winning gritty at the moment, Rob? Yeah, they are. They're not winning uh, by big margins and really pretty style. But they've got the elements there to, to kick those big scores. And when you've got the tall timber in your front half, it makes such a difference in their smalls. I was really impressed with Motlop. Yesterday, Jesse Motlop, he was kicking them from 50, 55. So they started to get that pressure back. Round one, they didn't have many tackles inside 50, and and that pressure wasn't there, but it's certainly lifted now, which is really impressive. And North Melbourne, they've um, jumped from where they were last year. They've been super impressive in in their first few games this season. And they've been in every game. They've won two, lost a couple now. They'll be disappointed last week losing to Hawthorne, particularly Clarko. But they they showed enough signs yesterday that they're on the right path. Now, Rock, Harry Sheasel, he's come yes. into this competition yeah. and blown it apart, really. I mean, I can't think of a player that started better than this guy. 37 disposals again last night, three oh, yeah. games in a row. Give us a rundown on just how, how you know, few and far between these gems are in the game. Yeah, they certainly are. It's very hard for a young 18-year-old to come in and have the impact that he's, he's having at the moment. He's gone 34 30 26, 37. So he's averaging 30 plus in his first four games. So the the one he compares to, or a lot of people compare to, is Mickey Barlow. But Mickey Barlow came in as a 27, 28 year old. So very different circumstances. But he's playing that halfback role, really attacking, which is good. And he, he sets the game up really well with his ball movement. So it's a great role to come in. We've seen Nick, Nick Dacos do it last year. You come in across halfback, and if you're not. You sort of let your player go, but you're playing that aggressive style. And, and he's just gone out there and played freedom, real, played with freedom, and it shows. And he's, he's finding the footy. They look to give him the ball, and then he sets their ball movement up off half-back, which is really good. And let's go to the other game that was uh, yep. played as well. So Brisbane versus Collingwood up at the Gabba. Seriously, Brisbane, they're like a fart with gastro. You just cannot trust them, can you? No. Seriously. <laughs> What's going on there, so They're right at home, and then away they turned absolute poop. <laughs> with you can have very, quick. very good analogy, but yeah, look, they're they're hard to read the Brisbane Lions. Like they were dominated that game after quarter time, but Collingwood should have been a long way in front at, to start that game. So, really interesting to see how they progress this season because I'm, I'm still not convinced on them. Um, unfortunately, I thought they'd be flag favourites mm. for most of the year, but. Even on Thursday night, Collingwood, had they kicked straight at the back end of that third quarter and started the last, it would have really tightened up. And they, they, were, they were really good. Cameron was back to his best in the front half. Cam Rayner just has to play uh, in the forward half of the ground. He can't oh, yeah. go back to half back. He's a, he's a forward. He's a match winner, and he needs to stay down there. Well, six goals for Charlie Cameron and Cam Rayner, four. I mean, it's a great duo down there. They're dynamic. They're, they're actually both better in the air than you'd expect, too. Yeah, they certainly are. Rain is probably the one that you really back in um, above his head. But the big one for Collingwood, they certainly missed their ruckman. Oscar McInerney yeah. was certainly in the votes. He had a thir- uh, 11 clearances on the night, dominated hits to advantage. So 
Yes, they, they weren't dominant clearances, uh, a clearance win for them on the night, but certainly Oscar McInerney was one of the best players on the ground for Brisbane. So Collingwood have some concerns around what they're going to do in the ruck in the near future. I'd certainly still look at the lines and think they'd be disappointed to lose the centre clearances. They lost at 15-12 to 12 with no ruckman effectively in the Collingwood lineup. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky ground, the Gabba, because uh, if you get squeezed in, you've got the centre wicket there, and Collingwood played it really well. They knew they weren't going to win the hit out, so they just read it off Oscar McInerney. A couple of times when he just belted it forward and got it to half forward, and you mm. had the um, smaller, I think, uh, Bailey came off a couple of times, first hands there. They should have gone to that and adapted in game. They didn't adapt as quick as they would have liked, so they'll certainly review that. I think Cameron Bruce is the, the midfield coach there, so they'll, they'll delve into that. But yes, they were they were good. But as you said, Tom, you just don't know what you're going to get because they've beaten, they got beaten by Port Adelaide, who we're not sold on. Porter in... We don't know where they're at at the no. moment. And then the Western Bulldogs, they were limping as well and went down to Melbourne and they couldn't beat them. So where are Brisbane at? I'm not sure they're the top four team that we think they were at the I, start of the season. I, I'll tell you who you can trust, and that's Nick Dacos. Just oh, another mate. 38 and two, if you don't mind. Just put it in his hands, what, would you? What's going on there, Rob? Is he, <laughs> he's some kind of freak. Yeah, it's incredible. He only had the one touch in the second quarter, and we just made mention of it at halftime. Then I think he came out and had 16 or 17 in the third. So 37 in three 37 quarters. 37 in three. You'd probably take that. <laughs> My goodness. What is going on? Um, now, next. Now, I've got nothing to do with this. I've got nothing to do with this at all. Scoreboard. Oh, you can... I've got a goalpost between me and this thing. Yep, absolutely. Because, uh, well, Rocky's demanded some time. This is what he's already had to say about uh, Bluey. Get off the golf course and start becoming a father, Greg. <laughs> this... The whole thing gets played out next oh, on boy. the Dead Set Legends. You do not want to miss it, Wowie. Adelaide. 104.7, Adelaide's Triple M. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. We're here into 11.30 today. And the Crows take on the Fremantle Dockers. Oh, yes. Should be an absolute beauty and a must-win game for the Crows if they are going to be looking to play finals there, Tommy Rockliffe. <laughs> Yeah, certainly will be. Massive game of footy uh, in front of us, that's for sure. Now, I want to get to the bottom of... Uh, I've heard that someone's had a crack during the week, a, a oh, rush hour or something like that, mm-hmm. after my performance last week. So I was pretty bold in my predictions around the Adelaide Crows. This is what I said. Now, if they, go, if they go 0-3 tonight, they're going to go 0-12. 0-12? 0-12. You're They've an got, idiot, mate. <laughs> It was heavy. <laughs> it, it, it was solid and clearly got it wrong. Port Adelaide disappointing. Adelaide Crows, fantastic. But uh, I'm hearing that the uh, fifth best rush hour oh. around the country has had a crack. Oh, oh, hang no. on. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Bluey had to say about you. You know, what, uh, his new nickname for <laughs> me what, what is, is Shock Jock Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Who, yeah, wrote, who wrote that? Someone's hand-fed him that. <laughs> Someone sure. Hand-fed him that. The fifth best rush area in the country. So they're five of five. We're the number one dead set legends around the country. That but let's true. go That's right. Let's go through these individuals uh, one by one. Let's start with Bernie Vince. Now, I love him. I actually can't say a bad word about him. But, mate, stop having kids. If, if you're going to have him, get off the piss and look after him. Right? Now, Andrew Jarman, I, I, I don't want to talk about this individual. I'm, I'm not sure the light's still on upstairs for him, but um, this is a man that has single-handedly ruined every footy club he's ever touched. He has left every football club that he's coached in a worse position than when he arrived. And, and I have a feeling that the Cockle Divers... Didn't win a game last year, and I still get the feeling they're going to be worse off with Jars coaching them this year. Oh, worse, worse off than off. not winning a game. What yes. are we talking? Folding or something? <laughs> now, I, I really don't want to comment on him. As I said, this 
individual can clip me on the air but never answer a phone call. If you have any integrity for yourself, Andrew Jarman, as a human being, show others respect and answer calls or return them. Don't abuse them on air and then not talk to them. You're not talking to Rue. You're not talking to me. Do not mention my name again or there will be lawyers involved. Oh, no. Right? Oh, hang on. We're and going now, down the legal. Gee whiz, now we're in trouble. And I want to go after this last man. What's his name? Greg Blewett, I think it is. He, uh, That's him. He's, he's attacking me for predictions. Let's have a listen to what he said last year. Yeah. Rashid Khan, who will go to the Crows. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him play yet, Ferk. Hasn't had a touch in the Crows <laughs> colours. Stay in your <laughs> lane, Greg, you wit. <laughs> now, it is no wonder your son Rory is playing up at school. He's craving attention. Get off the golf course and start becoming a father, Greg. <laughs> This is a man who played around 40 oh, test matches more than wow. he should have. He climbed that far up the selectors and his mates' backsides to keep a gig. Oh, no. Who gets a run of 40-plus test matches, Ferg, with only scoring 200s and none in the last 30 t- oh. test matches? Let me Jeez, tell you, it, it's a bloke that <laughs> brown noses, and he's continued to do it now. Greg had started to become a distant memory for everyone, which was fantastic until he started to run low on cash and called his best buddies. He only has two, two buddies, JB and Punter. Everyone else can't f- stand him. JB and Punter got him involved at Channel 7 and Triple M. After three plus years on the airwaves of Bernie's rush hour, we have discovered that Greg should have remained in that hole that he crawled into because this man has absolutely no f- media craft or opinions, <laughs> continues to bore <laughs> listeners with no insight or any f***ing opinions. <laughs> he can't even pronounce in excess properly. He doesn't know the suburbs of Adelaide, Seafood, Seaford, Meadows. I don't know what he talks about half the time. He stumbles and bumbles and makes a complete mess of anything he tries to talk about. Stop riding the coattails of JB and Punter and please go back into your f***ing hole and never come back out, Greg. <laughs> Oh. Seafood meadows. Oh. I feel like I'm going to pass out after that. A bit like Bluey on 99. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. Oh. 21 minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. Happy Easter as well. Oh, Make yes. sure you enjoy the long weekend. What an absolute treat. And, uh, well, a good mate of yours will be enjoying the, the long weekend. Isn't that right, Fergus? Yeah, South Australian Redback Kelvin Smith oh, getting yeah. married out in Tura, And uh, that's just out near Murray Bridge. And that'll be a great day. Really excited. He's on the golf course as we speak, Tomo, yep. which spells trouble mm. knowing what his brother's like. That could be nine holes, beer a hole. So I'm a bit worried about him. <laughs> I played uh, young uh, Flurio North stuff with Kelvin Smith and they were yes. just an absolute star. He was our under-14s captain. Yes. And, uh, well, he enjoyed it back then as he will today is what <laughs> I'll say. Really no, he's was, always enjoyed a froth. He was and, just uh, mature early. And, and what I would suggest is that his brother is an absolute grog monster. So they're, <laughs> they're in real trouble out there. Um, hopefully for Stace, his, uh, Kelvin's better half, yep. he, uh, he makes it in time. But that's going to be a great day. I can't wait. And uh, we're keen to do a phoner today, aren't we, Tomo? Yeah, well, we're... let's open it up on one triple three yeah. five three. What What'd you do the morning of the wedding? Because nine holes for me is just, that's just way too much effort, I think. <laughs> it's too much effort. I don't know how you went on the uh, the morning of the wedding, Rock, but I just sat there watching the first test with my very good mates of mine. We sat yep. there watching Brisbane in the, we're down at Victor Harbour, just in right. the lounge room and um, accompanied by a sparkling. Ooh. Cooper's sparkling. Cooper's sparkling. Yeah, no, it was a nice little heart starter. Just They're to only get about fourteen and a half percent, like a <laughs> bottle of red. Just add, just add one of them to take the edge off. <laughs> That's it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, watch the first session. But that was good. I don't know how you went, Rob. 
Yeah, I was up at Macclesfield, uh, Longview Winery out there, which is beautiful. Oof, yep. And uh, we stayed up there the night before, and the father-in-law uh, got the better of me, brought out the shots <laughs> and uh, fireballs the night before. So I was hugging the toilet bowl the morning of oh, no. uh, for a wish. period of time. We had a bit of a wrestle with the in-laws. Um, me and my brother thought we better pull one of Shana's uncles in a line, so wrestling <laughs> and, and carrying on the night before. So I had to cover up a few scratches and bruises. Ooh, but. Uh, Ducked off to the pub for, for lunch. Macclesfield started to come good. One or two beers. You know when you're a little bit seedy the next morning, yeah. one or two just, just makes you uh, yes. smooth it over. And then went and said, I do. Settlers, aren't they? They mm. are. I had a couple of them sitting in the uh, barber's seat. Uh, Trent Kelly and I went in. Had Wait. the ears lowered. Freshly shaven. Yes. Had the wet shave. So that oh. uh, was a nice way to do it with a couple of frothies while we were in there. It was a nice start to the day. Gary Putland. He said he was comfortable with uh, what hair he's got left. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and my brother was comfortable with what he had. So uh, it was just Trent and I sitting in there having a quiet one. It's not, good. Re- not really taking it for the team altogether, is it? You no, know, I thought so. I thought everyone sit in the seat, but uh, they just looked at us and watched us and had a couple of beers. They got a couple more in than we did. But Rob, it was a nice more, morning. More worried about the hair, Rock. That's not oh. on. Well, it sums Ferg up, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's not Ferg's fault. Hey, how's that my fault, Rock? Were you even listening then, Rock? <laughs> I was, I was reading some notes, but uh, yeah. Got him. But you're not listening, Rob. No, I tuned out then. It was, um, yeah, the story just continued on for a bit long, but one, yeah, triple, three, one, five, three. What did you do the morning of your wedding? All right, let's do this. I want to I hear some real yep, doozies. Absolutely. Like nearly not making it sort of I stuff. I reckon we'll get a couple. Too. All right, let's do it. One, triple, three, five, three. Got some great prizes to give us a giveaway as well. Hit us up. One, triple, three, five, three. 13 minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning. Morning, Adelaide, and we're asking the question on one triple three five three. What did you get up to the morning of your wedding? Because yes. well, Kelvin Smith, Redback, is getting yes. married today. You're heading along to the wedding, and he's I playing am. nine holes this morning, which is staggering to yes, me. Yes, with his older brother James, who is a grog monster. So I'm <laughs> oh, a bit no. worried about the whole situation. You know, I, the sort of thing that would come into James's mind would be, oh, nine holes, beer a hole, no, we'll be right. no, wedding at three, <laughs> we'll be fine. Be no, sober by then. Yeah, sober up. What did you do, Rock? Yeah, we had a big one the night before up uh, in the Adelaide Hills, and uh, the father-in-law pulled out some um, fireball, I think it was. Oh. So I was uh, father-in-law. Yeah, so I was very slow to get going. Uh, wedding morning and afternoon. Lucky it was a three or four o'clock wedding. Nice. Uh, couple me. of beers in the uh, the armchair at the barber for me and Trent Kelly. Gaz uh, Gary Putland, former yep. Redback as well, was mm-hmm. pretty happy with the feathers he had on top of his head and. <laughs> And, and my brother was pretty happy to just suck on the beers. So uh, just a couple, just a couple of settlers. You need them, don't you, Rock? Just putts taking oh. no risk whatsoever there, Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. you just got a couple of settlers there, Fergos, and uh, you swing into the ceremony perfectly. Makes it uh, a lot easier just to get those I do and just take those nerves away. I love, I love that. One triple three five three. Anthony from Paralawi. Hello, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, going all right, man. What did you do the morning of your wedding? Well, I didn't do that much. I was still in bed and there was a knock on the door. Right. So I opened up the door and there was a couple of policemen oh, standing no. there. Oh, oh, oh dear. Good Jeez. grief. What happened? And Well, that's what I thought. I thought, geez, what did I do last night? And I couldn't think of anything. And <laughs> Never good. They, oh. had, they handed me a summons for a DUI for a, a few weeks beforehand. Oh, great. So, <laughs> so I, I should have realised that that was a red flag for the wedding because um, the six months I got for the DUI, it was only 18 months for the wedding. So. <laughs> oh, Ed. 18 hey. months. 
That's <laughs> incredible. Okay, right, thank you so much for that, Anthony. Cheers. Good man. Wow. Jingies. <laughs> when oh, when he sent jinx. that text through the Ant Man, he's called himself on here. Mm. There was a. Yeah, we were like, oh, gee whiz. You know, what's he going to have for us? Well, I'll tell you what. Plenty. So what was it? <laughs> Three weeks ago, he had the DUI. And the summons come through. Summons comes through. And mm. then 18 months later, marriage yeah. over. It's not a good sign, is it, when the cops knock on your door? <laughs> Morning. 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 We drink in moderation <laughs> and we never, ever, ever get rolling. Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom on time to get all the latest out of Melbourne. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. Top of the morning to you, Jay Z Clark. Yes, good morning, fellas. I tell you what, last night I got home after Good Friday footy. Plenty to come out of that North Melbourne oh, Cow yeah. game and there was just a little limp bunny. Just sort of staring at me from on top of the kitchen <laughs> table as I was tapping out my story, and I thought I'll just eat the ears, and it's just like I'll eat the butt, I'll eat the body as well. And then when you're only left with the feet, like how can you not eat the feet? Oh, you got to eat the feet, Jay-Z. So, <laughs> well, I'm off for a run later on, fellas. It's well done. <laughs> hey, um, the big big news throughout the week, of course, was Collingwood's uh, Jack Crisp. Um, the social uh, media videos from a couple of years ago um, have been doing the rounds and flying around. He was quiet the loss to Brisbane uh, the other night. And you can understand uh, why it has been a big week for him. But things will ramp up this week as you face the AFL Integrity Department and answer questions like, was that you in the uh, in the images or in the video? Um, you know, did you write those messages? What are these other things um, that appear in the videos? And what is the language that you or this person is, is using in that um, to others? So... Um, they're the sort of things that he will be thinking about this week as he sort of collects his thought and his recollections of the of that uh, sort of time. And, and he's facing quite clearly the prospect of a uh, illicit drugs strike. So we've seen that in the past with Brad Crouch and uh, Bailey Smith, Jack Ginevan, only recently $5,000 fine and a two-match two match suspension. I'm not sure which way it'll go on that front. That'll be up to the AFL authorities clearly, but... Collingwood face St Kilda, a massive game this weekend, mm. and then Anzac Day, Essendon the week oh, yeah. after. So um, it's going to be a big week for Jack uh, Chris Boyds as he works through those issues clearly. And Jay-Z, speaking about Collingwood, big Mason Cox, he actually shared a little uh, ride with our man Nathan Brown to the Gabba <laughs> on Thursday night. A stunning turn of events there, but where is he at? How far away from playing? Yes, Collingwood saying he's got a scan this week, um, and that will provide some clarity, but not necessarily expecting him back for this clash against Collingwood. So still may be a couple of weeks away with that hematoma or bruised rib, as Brownie uh, was calling it there for a while. I'm not sure <laughs> if he was dropping that in the cab or not, but uh, very interesting, of course. That uh, means they're going to run with this Dan McStay, Billy Frampton, Ash Johnson sort of patchwork um, ruck combination. But they actually won more um, centre clearances than Brisbane on Thursday night. So it, it, from that perspective, it wasn't a huge issue for them. It was the turnover game and stopping Brisbane on the turnover, That which is that we'll take their focus uh, this week on the field. So we're not expecting Coxie back um, <coughs> this week. And I'm looking forward to talking to, to Brownie about what, in fact, he did talk to him about for <laughs> 30 minutes. Very intriguing stuff. Make sure you get to the bottom of that on Sunday afternoon, Jay. <laughs> yes, Jay -Z. Get on to that. And uh, the descent uh, rule oh, at the on. moment, Jay-Z, yep. it's been an absolute shambles, mate. Is there any clarity around this? Where are we heading? Yeah, she's a dog's breakfast. Clubs are sort of had these uh, well, sort clarification from the AFL in the past few days just about the question's been, 
if, if we want to ask a question about a free kick or an incident, how do we do so without being penalised? Because Stephen Cornelio, when you look at the transcript, all he says is, why, why was that not a free kick? Which is a pretty reasonable thing for a um, former captain to be asking of an umpire. So the question of the umpire department is, well, then are we allowed to have, is we allowed to have any communication with you guys? And, and that, that has been a confusing point for them. League headquarters has clearly said, look, you it's okay to be asking questions, but it's got to be had in a respectful uh, manner. So it's, you know, it's harsh on Cornelio and GWS is filthy. And you guys, I mean, Rocky, in the moment, like, and you, as a former captain, you know, how, how, when you were emotional and you're invested and it's, you know, it gets competitive, pretty difficult, pretty difficult times to be, you know, setting out the picnic blanket and having sort of a, you know, a sit down chat with the umpire in the moment. Yeah, it's not like a game of cricket where you get a break in play so the bowler can go back and bowl the I ball. I reckon you find some footage of me, Rock. <laughs> the, 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 play, the play moves on so far, so you can't, yep. as you said, sit down, have a cup of tea and discuss the decision. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, very tricky. So, uh, Jay-Z, he you, sprays yep. us when the songs are on, mate. Seriously. <laughs> again? Um, and Jay-Z, the latest on Sam Walsh, mate. What's the story there? Yeah, so he's um, going to play this weekend against Adelaide to kickstart. Gather around on Thursday night, huge weekend. I say, you say, you boys will just be so excited. Mm. I mean, how many times can you go to a pub in the same week? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I'm sure he'll be very, very present. And Sammy Walsh should be back out there for the Blues on Thursday night. <laughs> and um, he is seriously one of the best midfielders in the competition. I made the mistake of asking Michael Voss last night whether he thought about, you know, maybe a half in the twos first. And I think he gave me the J. Jake, come on. Do you really think we'd put Sam Walsh in the VFL? So put that in a silly question column and I uh, can't wait to see Walsh out there. Come on, Jay. You've got to get him back out there. <laughs> exactly right. The other man, Benny Cunnington, of course, last night used to come out of this. Looked disappointed he was subbed out in uh, in the third quarter. Had only 10 possessions and zero clearances as Carlton started to take control. So Alistair Clarkson said, look, these are the standards. He wasn't having an impact in his role. So he turned to Huey Greenwood. So I like that from Clarkson. Tough on a veteran, but you can see that the Kangaroos are clearly moving in an upwards trajectory. Jay-Z, love your stuff, mate. Enjoy the day. All right, guys. Have a great week. Jay-Z. And Jake. 15 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning. The Dead Set Legends. Happy Easter to you, Adelaide. Hopefully you have a nice, safe weekend. Billy yes. Brownless is going to join oh, us boy. just before 11 o'clock this morning. Really looking forward to that conversation. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Yes, uh, if you're just joining the show for the first time, I have a real job Monday to Friday now. I've uh, started commercial finance broking, so equipment finance basically, Fergus. If yep. uh, people out there need some help getting right. some finance Doing for trucks fine work, or mm. equipment, anything like that, that's uh, that's where I come into play. But that's it. Um, of course, you have to do some study and qualifications before you can. Mm-hmm. Well, not before you can, but within the first two years. So, is that what you did to, to land the role, Rock? I'm doing it now. So you've got to okay. do it within the first couple of years um, yes. when you start. So you work under a, a mentor, they call it in, okay. in the industry, and you work under them. And uh, you've got to go back and study. So mm-hmm. I had two options to do it online over a sort of a 12-month period and do the um, case studies, etc., or punch it out in three days and two days. So five-day course. Yep. That was me. But, Smart play. Mm-hmm. But Love it. Knock it on the head. Face-to-face learning. So I had to go back to the classroom. Oh. So 
<laughs> Can you picture Rock in the classroom, Tom? I can't. Imagine the pig walking in with his own pencil case. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> have his Vietnamese roll tucked yeah, under his arm. He? He'd have about 14 sandwiches. <laughs> well, that's funny you say that. Vietnamese roll all, all day. Every day we were there, that was lunch. But So anyone that knows me, we I don't deal with crowds very well in the fact that if like a shopping centre or a crowded train like give me a room full of punters few yep. beers love it in mm. my element there but on the train so i had to get on the train because we had to get up up to the city so i'm in, in queensland now so so doing anything cyber you struggle with right <laughs> pretty, pretty much. much so this show i struggle with <laughs> <laughs> didn't have a hip flask tucked away did you? <laughs> so i jump on the train and it's it's crowded so i'm already nervous as it is and anxiety levels go through the roof yep. standing room only on the train mm. and just oh, not my environment at all. Oh, boy. Get off. And, Would have been uh, a bit of sweating sweat. going yeah. on as well, I reckon. Oh. Beads of sweat dripping <laughs> down. They needed a towel to dry the floor when I got off the train. But by the time I get to the classroom and then, could you imagine me in the classroom for five days straight? So not only am I studying, I'm also trying to write deals, settle some deals for, for a farmer and a few truck drivers, trying to get everything done. So I'm in this classroom and just not for me whatsoever. I'm sitting there five days. I think the fifth day from after lunch, I, I retained zero information. So I had that and then worked for a couple of days this week. And then Friday, because I had to do the footy on Thursday night as well. So I've had a week from out. I passed out when I got up. I didn't get home until 12.30 Friday morning from the Gabba. And then slept all day yesterday. So you didn't work. Wow. Oh no! Obviously, it was Good Friday. Yesterday. <laughs> Stay with us, Tom. It was good Friday. Uh, now, now, Rock. Just on a on a day like that, you know, it's hot and humid in Queensland, Tom. It's yeah. a pretty tough one up there. But you know, how many shirts do you pack for the day? <laughs> Knowing what you're like on a Saturday morning, yeah. you're wet through by nine a.m. Yes. And we haven't even we haven't even gotten started yet. Well, We've just done. Yeah, run us through like the number of shirts you've had to go through. Well, again, we can delve into more um, cupboard as well if you want at home. But you guys no, would have would have never seen me in a different coloured shirt no. than white. Yeah, that's right. Everywhere I go, I wear white because I do sweat. I sweat like a genuine pig. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's see through by the time we go to air. Yeah. yeah. So white is generally the shirt of choice because it doesn't show up the most. If I wore a red shirt, which Tomo has on at the moment, listeners, it would just have the pit. They have patches down in my Massive hips lagoons. and back up because it's just wet and drips. So <laughs> I only took the one shirt, but I make sure I always wear white fur. <laughs> just the one shirt. I just can't imagine oh. the, the pig in a classroom. Oh, he, he would turn that on his own into an absolute sweat pit, wouldn't he? Oh, wouldn't he? The whole room. Indoor pool. <laughs> oh, back to school. Back to school. To prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Oh, not <laughs> That's me. I've got to do the exam. Anyone out, anyone out there got any help or tips how to do an exam? Send help. And it was Good Friday yesterday, so you wouldn't have worked, Rock. <laughs> Rusty joins us oh, next. 104.7 Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, our great mate. And I don't say that lightly, Fergus. That's right. Greg Rust is on the line right now from Rusty's Garage Podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. It is absolutely buzzing. Don't worry about that. Morning to you, Rusty. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Now, Rusty, record crowd, 444,000 people over four days at the event. This is absolutely brilliant. But some idiot spoiled it for everyone with a bit of a track invasion, mate. 
This was just stupidity of the highest order. Madness. So, so dangerous with cars still on the track. They approached one of the cars that was sort of stricken on the side of the road. And because they regenerate um, so much energy now, the electricity in them can be so dangerous if it's not discharged properly. So I'm told they're going to try and use facial recognition technology, at least that's what I believe, to identify those that were the early perpetrators that kind of started the wave. So if that's you and you're listening to this, you're in a world of trouble. They're going to be big fines for that if they can track you down. In other codes, as you guys know, there are life bans for this sort of thing that, that regularly happen. And I reckon that's the kind of message we need to be sending because the bulk of the people at the end wanted and were doing the right thing and they want to be able to enjoy that celebration around the podium. Imagine if, in the wake of the inquiry into this, that sort of thing gets banned. So, understandably, the international governing body has asked for a serious please explain. Um, there's a pretty detailed review of things happening at the moment. One of the caps I wear at the event, the many caps that I do, is um, voiceovers for uh, big screen and, and PA-based safety announcements. And we could not have made it any clearer. We played them ad nauseum over the weekend about not doing this stuff. So I just hope they don't spoil it for everyone else. It was a podium of world champions, Rust, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso. Good to see him back on the on the podium and, and flying high. But with all the restarts, was the race itself a bit of a farce? I think farce is probably a step too far. But some have likened it to that, I know, in the, in the press. Um, the intent is good to try and um, restart it and get proper racing to determine the outcome. I think they clearly overplayed that card and finishing it under a safety car is... Um, ultimately, as Max Verstappen said in, in looking back on it all, he said it was all a bit of a, a mess by the governing body. So they've got work to do in trying to iron that out and to make it clearer um, for fans. But the idea of, of trying to um, restart things, in essence, is good, but they just probably overdid it. Hard to watch uh, Daniel Ricciardo there as well, Rusty, looking like a spare on the pit wall, not racing. And was it really a, a Bradbury moment for Oscar Piastri Getting his first points in F1. Probably is a bit hard to watch, um, to your first part of your question, to watch Dan on the pit wall. But uh, when the TV cut to him, the roar from the crowd was enormous. You could, We could hear it quite a distance away. So he is still a hugely popular figure. And, and the questions around this about being perched there and does it feel awkward and so on, He's given the strongest indication yet that he wants to be back behind the wheel in 2024. Um, we don't know where that will be yet, but he's clearly far from done. And I reckon that's a good thing. He's still got something to offer uh, Formula One um, beyond just being a, a popular figure. No, it wasn't a Bradbury moment for Oscar Piastri. You can argue that all, all you want. Um, the, what's different is he showed immense composure as a colleague of mine reflected on the, the podcast this week throughout the restarts, the early part of the race and so on. He made great choices. When there was drama unfolding in front of him, yes, he was there at the end, um, but it's but it's three long days there. And for him to be able to get his first points in the sport at home, I reckon is an immense launch pad for, for Oscar Piastri's F1 career. Thanks, Rusty. You're a star, mate. Happy Easter to you and your family, and we'll catch you next week. Don't you, Rust? Thanks, guys. Happy Easter to you and your family, too. Cheers. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. 
20 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. Billy Brownless joins us just before 11, and I'm hearing a lot of dust floating around. Wow, there, there was something that came across our desk earlier this morning, yep. and it was photographic evidence of what was taking place last night. It, wasn't, it didn't look good. No, going to have to ask him about that shortly. So Billy Brownless before 11 o'clock. But right now, how the hell do both our sides get the W today, Rock? Yeah, Adelaide Crows don't have to change much. They were super impressive last week against Port Adelaide, which um, I was pretty aggressive in last week, as we know, and uh, got a bit of feedback from the Crows faithful uh, (laughs) on the socials and and around the place. But it was just theatre. It was just a bit of build-up. So just take it easy. Take it easy. Backpedal now, mate. I think their stars, like Rankin, Rankin was super. I'm still, I'm still exactly not sure how Jordan Dawson won the showdown oh, medal. I think mm-hmm. we're all in a little bit of disbelief. Played a game though, Rocky. He, he in the first quarter, he was the one that certainly got them going. He burst through and and it, he just looked super in that midfield when he got mm-hmm. going. But he he didn't do a lot after that. But Tilford was super. He, he kicked a, a big bag. So. They're young kids playing well, so they've just got to continue on that path, and they've got a lot of players that just go out there, perform their role, and, and then you've got those guys on top, the, the ones I spoke about there, Dawson, Rankin, Rochelle, they just add the class on top, and if they play anywhere near their capabilities, they've been in, in games all this season, unfortunately, they've just had lapses um, throughout those games, and, and we know Fremantle aren't going that well, so... For the Crows, they've just got to give their forwards an opportunity. It's it's a potent forward half of the ground. As I said, uh, Rankin, Rochelle, uh, these guys down there, you got Tex, Tilthorpe. They, they just give a different di- dimension in that front half. And then if you can get Dawson and, and those midfielders, Laird potentially hitting the scoreboard as well, it goes a long way to them winning the game. Should win today. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, if we're going to be... And it's the, the build-up in the preseason was to play finals. We heard Mitch Hinge come out and say it as well. But need to win. These are the games they need to win. Absolutely. And I reckon Luke Peddle is a big out. I really, I really... I love the way he goes about it. He's tough. He's hard. He's finally got his body right. And for me, like, that's... I don't think it's a, he shouldn't have been suspended for a tackle like that. It wasn't, his head didn't hit the ground. Mm. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But he's, he's going to be a big out. You know, he kicked three last week. I like him, Rock. Yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? He just keeps, keeps on improving once he gets his body right. So unfortunate circumstances for him not playing, but we know the way the AFL's going about the, the head protection. So they'll actually start favourites probably in that game, the Adelaide Crows, as we mentioned. But they're going to have to play their best best footy because Fremantle, we know, have started the season slow. They want to get a bit of momentum for themselves as well. And they started to play some good footy in the back half of that that game um, over there last week. The, the Derby, um, Fergus Showdown or, or Derby, which one would you prefer? Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I think we know where we're going with this. I mean, <laughs> what even is that over there in the, comparison to the showdown? The, oh, it's a showdown from Wish over in the, in the West. <laughs> it, it, embarrassment compared to the rivalry we have here. Don't worry about that. Certainly do. And, and let's move on to my old mob, Port Adelaide. We had Dean Brogan on last week to talk about mm. the showdown as well. And he said he was unconvinced about Port Adelaide. He thought they played a good half against the Brisbane Lions, and that was about all he's seen. And and that continued a little bit as well. Like In all seriousness, Port Adelaide, I expected them to win last week and win pretty well against the Crows. We know showdowns do funny things, but that was disappointing. Right after about the first 10 minutes, I feel like they dominated the game, but then it was all pretty much the Adelaide Crows, and it felt like the Crows were going to win a long way out, and then they got their momentum. The concerning thing for Port Adelaide is their contested footy. Yep. They they torched Brisbane in the second half in that. 
but since then they've gone minus 57 or something against Collingwood and then minus 25 last week. And we flagged that last week and said they need to win contested footy. Well, the task doesn't get any easier against the Sydney Swans. Their midfield group is in sensational form. Uh, they were disappointing last week, but they were still in that game in parts. But if they get torched again in, in contested footy, uh, it's all over for them. I mean, it, those stats are damning. And, and when you have when you look at what's happened in the season so far, they've conceded 108 points on average throughout the season so far. So they, they just cannot afford to lose it at the source with the leaking that's going on down back rock. Nah, certainly. If you're giving up 18 goals average a game, that's far too many. And, and you just you can't defend it. And we know that their defence isn't as sound as what it has been in the past. Trent McKenzie comes back into the team and it looks like Darcy Byrne-Jones and Tom Cleary have been left out. You'd imagine maybe Darcy may play as sub, but they've made some big calls and, and they need to step up. And the, the younger guys as well, you've got to put the heat on Zach Butters now. He hasn't probably been at his best throughout the season. Everyone expected him to, to, to come on in leaps and bounds. So these guys need to get after it. Jason Horn francis was good in round one. Yep. He hasn't done much since then. So these young guys, that they've the talk of the town in the summer, particularly after the Brisbane game, maybe they, they read a little bit of their press, started to drink their own bath water, as we said the Crows were last week. Maybe it, it slipped into Port Adelaide a little bit. Two quick ones. Sam Power Pepper, he's a star. Absolutely. Yep. He's the one that keeps him in it. I'd, I'd be starting him in the centre clearance uh, more than not. I think he was the one that was going to keep Port back in it last week with his couple of goals that he kicked as well. And the other one is your good mate, Rocky. Where's Tommy Jonas at? Yeah, well, he certainly, the matchup didn't suit last week. I don't know why you'd have him on, Isaac Rankin. But um, I think by his own admission, he's, he's not playing his best footy at the moment. But I think he, he's still leading very well out on the ground. Unfortunately, he just hasn't been able to, to get things done. I'd expect him to bounce back. His character is super strong and uh, he'll be after it today. I like it, mate. I like it. So, Triple M rocking football from 11.30 today, which will be oh, yeah. superb. And one of those stars, Billy Brownless, is going to join us next. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, what Billy we're going to get. We might get some of him, but he, it looks like he's had a bit of a night on it. There's a fair bit, fair bit to get of him. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, Billy Brownless joins us next. Eight minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, family. This is the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And, uh, well, I'm looking forward to introducing this next man. Now, a photo circulated this morning of Billy Brownless in a Premiership Guernsey signed and it looked like he had 12 bourbons under his belt and he joins us right now. Fat, you got us. 12, I had 15, 16. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Oh, this is a big day and night. <laughs> Bill, what happened? We hear you were down at Yarrawonga with uh, Wayne Carey, Dane Swan, Ricky Chickson. Ricky uh, Chickson, yeah. Uh, and no, great night, great night there. Just putting something back into the community, helping out. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hel- helping out the Good Friday appeal, of course, up there at uh, Bunnyong. Actually, it's a, it was a tavern there and... Wow, we are there. Some ferals up there. Right. <laughs> oh wow, we, that, Brian. That's, that's God's country up there, Billy, just not uh, too far from Benalla. But you speak yeah. about putting back in, so you wouldn't have taken a fee yesterday then? No, 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 not at all, mate. I, uh, <laughs> right. I, I, I think I got an envelope with a little bit of petrol money in it. Oh, that is all. <laughs> just get you from A to B there, Bill. <laughs> Six bucks a litre. Oh, mate, it's a long way. It's a bloody three and a half hour drive, so uh, I just needed something, you know. Now, the main yeah. reason we got you on today is you're over in Adelaide next week. You're uh, simulcasting with the Rush Hour, the Adelaide team, Bernie, Bluey and Jars. How are you yeah. going to go with Andrew Jarman over in Adelaide? Well, I don't know. There's been a bit going on there because Jim mm. actually uh, said, well, 
Let's just have four of us. Don't worry about Jars. Jars heard it, cracked the sads as he can. And I like Jars. I think Jars is fantastic because we both look the same. So I'm happy to have to have Andrew on, of course. But we've just got to sort out Jim and we've got to sort out, uh, sort out Jars. Oh, now, Bill, I'm, I'm looking at Geelong oh, on the wow. ladder at the minute. Wow. Norton oh, Free. Yeah. I'm hearing yeah. whispers on the grapevine. Not sure it was from Jars. His mail's never any good. But certainly that you've taken your foot off the pedal and perhaps you're having a contribution to the Norton 3. Is there any chance I'll be Norton 4 after this weekend? No chance, no (laughs) chance at all. They win Sunday. They've got to beat Hawthorne. Then they go one and three. Then they take on the West Coast Eagles over there in Adelaide. They're two and three. And then some other sides will start to get a bit nervous because the putty cats are we back. I think they play Monday. Too. Yeah, I think they play on Monday. So yeah, if they play right. Sunday. Uh, what are you doing to turn this around, Bill? Nothing. I, um, I'm dr- I've actually dropped off on them. I must be admitted. We won the premiership last year, so I'm we, happy with that. Yeah, and you yeah. were right amongst it. Selling yeah. premiership jumpers. They, gee, they go right too. <laughs> There, there is one character that I do want to ask you about, Bill. He always gets the better of you. Todd from Barwon Heads. Have you ever oh, caught up with him? And, and do you know who he is? No, and he's a flog. And I don't ever want to meet him <laughs> because I never get a chance. He goes hard at me. Then I never get a chance. Oh, hang on. Someone's. Uh, I never get a chance to <laughs> Is that a breath, is that a breath Bill? No, no, no. We're all good. I'm just uh, getting into the studios here at Triple M. Oh, we've got a big day coming up. We've got no idea who's on today. But anyway... <laughs> How is how, how's Bernard going on the rub? Well, oh, geez, he's happy with himself. Fair dinkum, mate. He, he comes across here. He's a little fish in a big pond over there, and he's a little fish in a in a in a big 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 pond over here. <laughs> no one knows who he is. He can't get in. The security bike won't let him into the building and all that. And he tries to tell him who he is, but fair dinkum. Hey, I need some financial advice, uh, Rock. Oh, yeah. he, oh, fancy walking in there's... Old chubby Rocky sitting there. <laughs> now, Fat, I can't give you financial advice. That's not what I do. But uh, if you need a loan for a car yeah. or something like that, I'm more than happy to help out. You wouldn't have paid for a car since maybe, what, 1990 or something? Well, you have to pay for it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got these days? A, a nice Ford from Geelong or something like that? Well, actually, they gave me the lemonade and sass. So I've got a magnificent uh, BT50 Mazda. Oh, does that. And did that like, the old ute, ute up there in Bunningong, a Bunningong? Mate, <laughs> did they love it up there when I just parked it out in the front? They loved it up there. All the RM William, <laughs> and are they all wear footy shorts and hoodies? These are a strange mod up there. Oh, Bill, <laughs> you're a star, mate. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Dead Set Legends, and we'll catch up with you Thursday. Actually, we're looking forward to coming over to uh, Adelaide. Will it be open? Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Oh, open twenty four seven bins. That's it. Oh, bins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you so much. See you, boys. See you, you can catch Billy on the on the rub oh, today yeah. from eleven thirty as well. So do not miss that show Thursday night. Should be an absolute beauty from three thirty at the District. Both Russia, Adelaide, and Melbourne combined. Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo and the Adelaide Crows take on the Fremantle Football Club today. Starts in a couple of hours. So to have this man on so close to the bounce is absolutely brilliant. The former captain of the joint and now midfield coach Nathan Van Bello. Hello, mate. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, mate, thanks so much for, for jumping on. Now, plus 22 in contested uh, footy last week to, to knock off Port Adelaide. We do the same today. Are we? Are, is that is that where it's won and lost? 
Uh, more often than not, most weeks that certainly is, Tom. It's sort of um, it's a big indicator in every game, and particularly the way that we like to play our footy. So, a big challenge against a, a really quality uh, midfield outfit in particular. Um, what we know about Fremantle too is they're a very strong defensive unit. So we're going to have to uh, make the most of every opportunity we can get. Yeah, you speak about the contested footy, uh, VB, but let's speak about your small forward brigade last week. They were outstanding, 17 tackles inside 50. When you get that forward pressure right, it goes a long way to winning the game. We've seen those guys, Rankin and Tilthorpe, kick the goals, but the pressure that you, you were able to put on Port Adelaide, you'd be looking for something like that again today? Yeah, spot on, Rocky. That's sort of the I mean, the way that most forward lines want to operate. And, and you look at our round one game, we didn't have a tackle inside forward 50, and we're still able to apply elements of pressure, but you need those those small forwards and even your bigger guys at times uh, sticking those tackles, mids pressing in as well. So um, last week was really pleasing to see us get that that pressure in our forward half. And I think you know if we're able to do that for longer periods of time, then the opposition eventually feel the heat and hopefully we can maximise opportunities when we get them. Nath, you guys came home like a freight train last week. That must have been enormously pleasing. You guys have had, uh, you know, a heavy workload. That first round would have knocked you guys around a little bit physically, no doubt. But to come home so hard against a, a quality side like Port, you must have been pleased. Yeah, we were, Ferg. It was, um, we've sort of been really, I guess, frustrated with our inconsistency in games. So we, um, we were really pleased last week to be able to stick it out for, for near on four quarters. And, you know, it was a... It was a Beating command wrestle right up until uh, midway through that last quarter, and um, pleasingly, it was a lot of our younger guys that, that stood up mm. and and, uh, and made the most of every chance that we had. So, um, also the consistency last week was the most pleasing aspect. How do we cover Luke Pedler today, VB? Uh, kick three last yeah. week was hard at it. Absolutely love the way he's gone about it. Finally gets his body right, and a bullshit suspension sees him out. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, look, it's, um, <laughs> Oh, we love the way Peds goes about his footy. I mean, he's um, he's super hard at it. Uh, he's got that strength over the footy and, and he's really been nailing his role ahead of the footy for us this year, which has been really pleasing. And down the track, we'd love to see Peds, you know, uh, migrate up the ground and play some midfield minutes. Um, but as you said, he's, he's had some interruptions with his body over the last couple of years and it's been really pleasing to see him string a summer together and um, he's been playing some rock-solid footy. So uh, we'll get him back in next week. He'll be nice and fresh and ready to go. Uh, which, hey, might work well in our favour off a short break. Yep. VV, being the midfield coach, how did match committee go this week? Did you win the battle and do you have Jordan Dawson starting the centre square Here bounce again? Love it. Oh, look, we have, we have battles about Dawson every week. He <laughs> fights over him down back. James Riley wants him forward and I want him in the gut. So, um, look, we're, we're really lucky he can play a number of different positions and he loves getting thrown around. He's one of those players that doesn't get phased if he starts somewhere and, and moves in games. So... Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put my hand up and try and have him around the footy today, but as the game demands it, we might see where he plays. VB, it must be enormously exciting for you guys to have the forward line that you have at the moment. We know you're taking charge of the mids, but uh, certainly the forward line, the way it's been functioning, you know, the, the influx of highly skilled talent and big talent over the last few years, they're really developing, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and that's... Um... You know, that's a credit to the guys that have been developing beneath us in our SNFL system um, and our recruiters as well. But starting to see them really gel together, which is pleasing. Um, in saying that, it's sort of only been one week of four quarters last week. But, um, you know, we, we've seen a few of them up and around the footy as well. You mentioned their polish and their skill level. Mm. So Joshua Shelley, Jake Saligo, Isaac Rankin spent some time up around the footy. And I mentioned Luke Pedler before. So 
I'm trying to steal a few up the ground, um, but I um, really like what they've been giving us ahead of the ball. And if we can give them enough supply, I think uh, you know they'll kick a winning score for us. VB, you're a star, mate. Thanks again so much for jumping on board so close to game time. Thanks, guys. Good to chat. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, perfect, mate. Perfect. No, very, very good. Uh, big thanks to him. But I reckon we're a good shot today, Rock. What do you reckon? How do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think they are. I think really good chance to, against Fremantle that they're just going at the moment. So they'll be fired up. They, they'll want to win the game. But um, yeah, I'd be tipping uh, the Adelaide Crows to win this one. Mm. I am a kiss of death, though. Everything <laughs> I've tipped this year has <laughs> lost. Not so. Exactly. Nostradamus I, I, up there in Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> strange, actually. <laughs> now, if they, go, if they go 0 3 tonight, they're going to go 0 12. If. Oh. 12. 0 12. If. You're got, an idiot, mate. <laughs> Oh if, if, <laughs> got you, got wow. you. And we wrap the show up next at the Dead Set Legends, 104.7, Triple M. 104.7, Adelaide's Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. If you miss anything from the show as well, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R, Fergots, and it is, the downloads are flying. Oh, no, we are airborne. There's airborne, and, no, we might actually be above airborne. I'm not sure how far we're flying up there, Rock, but we are absolutely killing the game here. Don't worry about that. Now, boys, went and sat down and um, watched the Derby uh, last week. Oh, I think right. it was about last Sunday or something like yes. that. So Freo took on the, the West Coast Eagles, mm. and then, this, I noticed it at the time, and then I noticed it uh, a little bit throughout the week as well. The front bar picked up on it. Like, Kath Lachlan, great operator. Yes. Very, very operator. good operator. Triple M. From Fox Footy and Triple M, yes. But had a moment that she'd love to uh, probably forget, I reckon. Right. Well, we've got uh, some royalty on the boundary for Fox Footy this afternoon. We've tried to appease all fans. We've got one Fremantle great, one West Coast great, Matthew Pavlidge and... Uh, sorry, Will Schofield. <laughs> Gents, how's the buzz on ground level? Just missed oh Will Schofield there. Oh, no. Oh, that's tough, isn't it? Oh, that is Rocky. tough. <laughs> Gee, I mean, that is real. She just had a brain fart. Just went yeah. blank. And it that does, happens to everyone. It it's... does happen a little bit because, like, straight away you think about Tom Rockcliffe. The Crows won by two points. Uh, and then, of course, today, uh, Port Adelaide, <laughs> they play as well. Do they? Who they got today? <laughs> you don't know who they got today? <laughs> Oh, he's just backed off nicely. Oh, okay, no. we're gonna we're gonna what, catch. What's happened? I've got no idea. Our man rocks just sort of it's like he swallowed a fly or something. Someone Fergus. check on him, please. <laughs> do you remember you that? I do. You turned my microphone I off. About him. No. I was talking in the microphone. No. You turned it off. No, you weren't. No, I was about to check for a pulse. No, that's not craft at all. I've turned you off now. Yeah, fair enough. I think we're all checking for a pulse. Is he there? What's going on? <laughs> Be honest, Tomo. No, no, I'm being brutally honest. You oh, had no idea who the hell Port were playing. Simple as that. <laughs> now, they, you think of someone that they, when they forget the name. Oh, yeah. Tim Watson. Well, coming up after the break, we'll catch up with Demon Coach. Oh, no. <laughs> we got a party going on in the tree, bro. I can't quite hear you. The music's all Looks straight down <laughs> at his paper. And they did this on Thursday night. They actually combined <laughs> Kath Lachlan and Tim Watson, did the music. It was brilliant. Oh, that's priceless. But no one's done Rockcliffe and Watson. The Crows won by two points. Uh, and then, of course, today, uh, Port Adelaide, they play as well. Do they? Who have they got today? We got a party going on in the three row. I can't quite hear you. The music's so loud. Yes. So you've oh, just so you've just ripped the segment off the front bar <laughs> <laughs> and they're copying it. That, oh, yeah. That's exactly what I've done. Oh, 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 I'm having a party in here at the minute. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
We got a party going on and it's a free for all. Giddy up. Say hello to family. Enjoy the rest of your Easter weekend. Have a good one. See you. Bye. Piss off, Tomo. <laughs>